Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Empowered Connection podcast. This is Damodar Cordua, relationship coach and life coach and yoga and yoga wisdom teacher. Honored to be here as always and excited to have some of your time. Thanks for listening in. Real quick, if you want to up-level your life and your relationships, dive deeper into who you are, move through roadblocks, create more skills, more tools, cultivate more tools for conscious communication, for expression, for understanding your own emotions, and for connecting to yourself and to your most loved ones, please reach out for your first free coaching session. And maybe in this summer solstice of your life, take a step into a coaching journey and just gift yourself a container within which to hold some accountability, some follow through and some depth, some exploration and some clarity in your life and in your relationships. You know, sometimes we, we listen to podcasts like this, or we read some books about self-growth or about relationships. And we feel like, oh yeah, I got this. I'm, I'm going to bring this into my life, which is beautiful. It's wonderful. But the difficult thing is, is that oftentimes we don't follow through, right? It's like if you've ever gone to work out and you do it one week and then you get kind of caught up and busy with life uh, and you don't have anyone who's saying, hey, man, hey, person, hey, girl, time to get back to the gym, time to get back into your routine, time to grow in what you're doing here. So that's what the coaching experience gives us. It gives us that beautiful connection with another person who's there to hold that space and to encourage you and give you the tools and ask you to work on them week to week so that you can really see some, you can really track some growth, some growing awareness, some improvement and some success in these areas of your life. So having said all that, please reach out. I'd be honored to be of service to you and your relational and or life journey. And check out my Instagram at empowerconnection.me for more daily updates, tips, tools, perspectives uh, through writings and reels and all the other social media things that are out there today. I update my social media every day. So you'll be able to learn quite a lot and bring some of those tools into your life. So today's episode is a continuation from last week's solo episode on needs, on neediness. And last week I broke down or deconstructed the mythology of not having needs, of being sort of overly individualistic in relation to just life generally, and in relation to our most intimate high stakes relationships. We're all going to have needs in relationship. It's just a fact. It's a, it's a biological fact. And it's something that started when we were first born. And sometimes those needs were met and sometimes they weren't met so well, but regardless, they're there. They are there. And you might be thinking you don't need them. You don't, or excuse me, you don't have them because they're not presenting, but they're coming out in other ways. And last week, I also gave the listeners a four part or four principle way to understand what actually are my needs in a relationship. 
You're saying I have them, Damodar. So what are they? What do they look like? What is a framework within which to figure out what they are? So I gave that to you last week. And this week, hopefully you did some of your homework. You tried it out. You experimented. You make some lists. This week, I'm going to give you the possibility within which to speak those needs and how to do so. So it's going to be a seven-part way that will help you in your journey of speaking your needs, which can be difficult. It can be a, a growth edge. It can be scary, challenging. And to pick up from what I was just talking about, the argument is that, yeah, we all have needs and relationship by default, even if they're not being shown, even if we're not even understanding what they are, we are all going to have them. And so if the relationship we're in, if it's with our partner, if it's with a, a family member or friend, whatever intimate relationship, if it doesn't provide a culture within which, within which we can speak our needs, specifically the non-negotiable needs that we talked about on the last episode, um, that was number 21, I believe, those most important needs to our safety, connection, expression, and integrity, those needs actually go underground, right? They become repressed, glossed over, overridden, meaning we override them through our day-to-day life or through distracting ourselves, or they get pushed under the rug, that big old metaphorical rug just hanging out in the corner of the room, tons of crap being pushed underneath of it. We all got that rug. It is not, it is not the cornerstone to the house, that, that rug. That's not the beautiful rug. Or they're banished. But in essence, these needs never really disappear. Instead, they come out in ways that are most likely harmful to our own selves individually or harmful to the relationship's health. So now I'm going to call you forward. Now is the time. It's like what they they start the yoga sutras by saying this. Now is the time, not yesterday, not tomorrow. Live in the now. Now is the time for you to understand your needs in relationship and cultivate the strength to stand in them and learn how to communicate them in a way that actually can be heard, right? That's super important in a way they can be heard. Now, the rub here is that we often fear upsetting the other person when we speak our needs. For some of us, we fear that we might lose the relationship. For others, we might feel like, no, I don't have any needs. I'm fine. Don't talk to me. I don't have any needs. I'm okay. Some of those types might not even be in touch with the needs they have even though they are still being lived out, coming out sideways in our mindset, in our attitude, in our actions, in our decisions in life. And they impact the other person in a relationship. So again, check out the last episode wherein I talk about how we're all needy and we give these four keystones that will help us actually reflect on and understand and establish our needs. But from there, expressing them is a whole other animal. It's one thing to write them down, to think about them, to understand them. But speaking can be, speaking those needs can be vulnerable, uncomfortable, and frankly, pretty scary. But I'd like for you to take a moment and remember what would be the cost of you not speaking them? What would be the cost? So this could be another exercise after you understand what your needs are. And remember, I'm going to ask of you to list them as non-negotiable. Non-negotiable means if they're not met, I am okay with leaving this relationship. If these needs are not met, I am okay with leaving this relationship. That's a pretty big ask, especially because many of us, we betray our own needs and our own self for connection. As I talked about in a previous podcast episode, 
number 11 on this podcast, the Empowered Connection podcast, number 11, we talk about the tendency for many of us at an early age, even to push aside our needs so that we can connect with someone else. But this is a podcast about empowerment. I mean, it's called Empowered Connection. It's not called just any old connection. Uh, I just want a garden variety connection. I want some low level connection. No, this is called Empowered Connection Podcast. We want to have connection with others and with ourselves, but in an empowered way. So I'm going to ask you to step into that space and write down what are the actual costs of me not speaking these needs. Really reflect what happens to me if I don't speak these needs or get these needs met. I'm looking to the future. What happens to the relationship? What happens to my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health, my goals in life? my desires, my purpose. So once you can get strong there in what your needs are and in the cost of not receiving them, let alone just starting to speak them, we step into, well, how am I going to actually speak these needs? How am I going to express them? And I'm going to give you a handy dandy seven part process. So you're getting some good coaching here. And if you want follow through, yeah, reach out send me a message and we can connect. But regardless, this will be a great premise, groundwork for you to start this process of standing in and standing down and speaking up for what you need in this relationship or any relationship. Okay. So the seven steps, number one is to review and get clear on what your actual needs are first. It might sound redundant, but this is important because sometimes we bid for a need and it's actually unclear, right? We might get sort of emotional or we might have a presenting need, but it's about something deeper. And when we express it, it's also confusing or it's coming from another place that's not, uh, that's confused, that's uh, enshrouded maybe in, in, in a lack of clarity or something else that's under the surface. So again, I'm going to ask you to key in, come back over and over again to those four keystones of feeling safe, seen, soothed, and supported. By the way, soothed also means like in this could mean in this relationship, I want repair right away. That's soothing. My nervous system is soothed because we are challenged, ruptured, triggered, but it's important for me to soothe that and repair that right away. Okay. So check those out in episode 21, last episode. Okay. Once you establish those and get clear in yourself and get stronger in yourself. Number two is fucking own it. <laughs> and it's easier to just own it in your own mind or on in your journal. And those two places are beautiful. But this is where coaching can come in as a really great resource. If you own it with someone else, you're speaking it out there. There is a witness and hopefully that person is going to hold you accountable. So own it with yourself and with a close friend or coach or therapist. Try speaking it out loud a few times to that person. Get feedback from that person when you speak it. If it's a close friend, it might be difficult at times because they might project some of their own ideas of what you should need or could need or whatever. That's why sometimes having someone objective again, like a coach or a therapist can be super, super helpful. And then ask that friend, if it is a friend and you decide that that will work or this professional who's going to help out for a little while in your journey, ask them to listen and reflect back so that you can understand more clearly what you are saying. So you can hear more about this in 
Empower Connection podcast episode number seven. You go back to that and I outline some tools for active reflective listening. When you do that for another or when you receive it in this context, you actually will dial in. Yeah, is that what I need? Because you're hearing it reflected back to you. Is that really what I need? Or maybe I need something else here. Maybe I need more. Maybe I don't need that at all. And there's something else that I'm being asked to, to really stand for in this relationship. And if you are feeling scared at this point, <laughs> which is going to be natural, and you don't want to speak these needs at all to anyone, you know, let alone a good friend or a coach or a therapist, it's okay. Uh, simply means that you're, you're fearful. You have a fear block in which many of us in, in a situation like this with a high stakes or a very intimate relationship will have. And that fear may be holding you back from really advocating for yourself. So this is a time to fight some fear. And if you're still not ready, if you're still having difficulty with that fear and you want to process and move through it, hire a relationship coach. Again, shameless plug, reach out to me to help you move through this space. And then on to step number three. Step number three is when you are finally ready, you're in your source of strength, you're in your power, you're clear, and you're ready to express that need. I'd invite you to lead with vulnerability. For example, honey, I'd like to own something vulnerable with you. Dear, lovey, love bug, love bear, whatever names you might be calling. I guess that would definitely be a partner, but maybe someone else. <laughs> I'd like to share something in me that is holding me back in our relationship. Are you up for listening? Right. So we're taking ownership right away. We're not projecting or placing blame on the other person. And we're leading with the vulnerability. Vulnerability helps the other person actually be more open and receptive to hear what we need to express as opposed to closing down. Leading with harshness or desperation or criticism, anger, et cetera, will, will not create that space. Instead, it will break it down. It won't allow for a space of conscious communication and this conversation to happen and receptivity on the other side. So really important, lead with some of that vulnerability and accountability. Okay, number four, speak in two to five sentences max. We talk about this in episode 19 when uh, I outline giving feedback. So this is another uh, tip that is corollary when we're giving feedback to someone else that we want to speak succinctly. The longer we speak, the more watered down the need becomes, number one. So try to be clear and concise and, and try not to waffle or contradict yourself. So if you're feeling some of that fear, you might feel tempted to be like, here's my need, uh, but not really. I don't really need it. I could need it. Um, and, and if you, you, you speak it and the person looks like they're reacting in a way that's not favorable to you, you might take it back and you might, get, you might start to confuse the issue. So if you can be clear and concise and speak simply, this will really allow the other person to hear you. And the more you talk around it, the more awkward you're going to feel and they're going to feel. You're actually going to make a mountain out of a molehill and you're going to betray yourself again. You won't be standing for this non-negotiable need. You're going to be backtracking yet again. And some of you out there, that might be the case. You've been afraid in this relationship or your whole life to speak a need that you have realized now is, is something essential to, to you in this journey called life. Okay. An example of that would be just to, as an example, how you would lead in that way. An example would be, I have been scared to own that. I have these two basic requirements in our par partnership. They are dot, dot. There you go. You're leading with vulnerability. You're taking personal accountability and you're stating it clearly, concisely, simply. 
And number five is to receive. This is also pretty challenging, can be kind of scary. We might feel like we're walking on eggshells right off the bat, uh, voicing this need to our loved one. We talk about this a lot in the podcast. There's uh, quite a few episodes where we talk about regulating our nervous system, soothing our own self. And I give my clients lots of tools within which to become more emotionally connected and aware and um, grounded. But we want to get into that state so that we can actually receive how they are impacted by the need we're bidding for. Okay. Because if they don't agree right off the bat, or if they don't give a response that is ostensibly favorable, we might get really triggered. We might get defensive. We might backtrack. We might shove it, push it away. We make it overwhelmed in, in emotion and in reaction. So instead of any of those things happening, try to find a resource or tool to be present for what they are actually feeling. Like that's just as important. They're the other person in the relationship and we can't just expect our need to be uh, completely accepted after one, uh, what is it? Two to five sentences of speaking it. We, we owe that other person the ability to hold space for them. So I would invite you to listen clearly and closely instead of getting stuck in your own reaction to what they're saying, try to really hold space to listen to them and reflect back what they're saying and then validate their experience. You could also empathize, put yourself in their shoes. Hmm, how might this need impact them? Really good practice. It will create much more openness, understanding and vulnerability and intimacy and connection in your relationship. Even if the need doesn't get met and you decide to leave the relationship or you decide to say, uh, fuck it, I'm going to betray myself again and stay in this relationship, even though this need is still not being met. Regardless, it will create a better connection. Number six, restate, educate, and sell. Meaning, don't back down, y'all. If this is a truly a non-negotiable need, don't back off. Ask yourself the big question, existential style. Is this need getting met more important than staying with this person? So the process of doing this might clarify it. The process of going through the fire and asking them about this need, bidding for it, might clarify even more, okay, yeah, this is super important for me. This is really fucking important for me. And it's not happening and I'm out. Or, well, I'm not sure now, actually. Okay, I, I, think, I think I'm okay here. I, there's some wiggle room. But I, you need to find that clarity. And if you're truly owning this need, it means you're willing to lose this other person in order to get this need met. That's big, okay? That you're willing to lose this other person to get this need met. So that's something that you should reflect on. Many of us would rather stuff our own needs and betray ourselves than uncouple or be alone. So that's the other part of this. Remember that. There's a big tendency out there to, to stay around, as one of my teachers would say, getting crumbs not getting the meal, right, that we really desire, getting crumbs in the relationship just so we can stay connected. So are you ready to take that stance? Are you ready to say, I'm standing for this. This is my life. This is my journey. This is my future. And I know there's a billion other people out there if it's a romantic partnership literally billions of people out there that might have more capacity to meet this non-negotiable need of mine. Now, if it's in friendships and uh, family relationships, this might get a little bit more complicated, especially family relationships. But regardless, are you willing to at least create new boundaries, break up with the, the partner or friend 
uh, or create new boundaries in your family relationship so that you can stand strong with what you need with this non-negotiable. And then finally, in this place, uh, number six, educate your loved one about your emerging self. Like, so don't just kind of like blast it on them and then walk away and be upset that they didn't meet. They're not going to meet the need that you're bidding for. Instead, continue to talk about what you're going through, how you're feeling and, and land in how clear and strong you feel about this need and how it actually helps them too. sell it to them to their value system, highlight to them, whatever they're caring about will actually get stronger. If this need is met, this need is not a threat to them or their relationship. It is to add, not subtract to the relationship, but to what they care about. So that's a great ninja move here is zoom out and see how it's not just your need, but the need, the non-negotiable need is something that will help them in their individual life, give them some value. And it will be a value and resource to this relationship that you're creating. Remember, I teach there's you, me, and the relationship, three things happening at the same time. Me as an individual, you as an individual, and this relationship is this third entity. So teach them that, listen, not only is this benefiting me, but it's going to give so much to you once you see it in this light. Maybe you can help them see it in that light. And it's going to benefit the third entity, the relationship. All right. Finally, number seven. Keep noticing, tune in to that part of you that wants to back off and settle. Okay, that is another form of resistance or fear. And that's okay. This is this is growth, man. This is growth edge. We're really kind of like getting to that edge of who we are, maybe shaking a little bit. You know, it's like when you're doing some physical exercise that's, you know, I talked about coaching earlier with like a physical fitness coach and you get to that place and it's you're shaking it's the edge of where you can go or a yoga pose i teach yoga and you get to the edge of it it's the same thing here within our emotional self our mental self so warrior through that in a way that's self-compassionate and loving and focused stay present work with this need or these needs in your relationship and with that presence and that warriorship earn your way into the type of connection and relationship you want, right? Don't fall victim. Don't settle. Don't betray yourself. Don't complain. Instead, stand for what you want and stand for your core non-negotiable needs. I'm here as your cheerleader, as your coach, as your advocate to tell you it's okay. It, it's time to stand for those non-negotiable needs. Ooh, I'm getting, getting a little worked up in this episode, getting pretty passionate. I think this is a great topic. So thankful that you spent some of your precious time listening in. Hope it was of value to you. I'm here in service to your life journey of empowerment, purpose, clarity, connection, and for your relational journey as an individual, or if you are in partnership or in a dyad, right? If you're working through some stuff with your mom or your dad or brother or friend, I also help other dyads, other duos uh, through their relationship journey. So uh, hopefully I was able to a little bit here today on the podcast. And one more uh, announcement, if you're into the yoga asana practice, I will be co-leading a powerful transformative journey over eight months, one weekend a month, sometimes two weekends a month in Philadelphia in person, starting in September and empower and evolve 200 hour yoga teacher training. It's more than just a yoga teacher training. It is a self-growth and mental, emotional, physical, spiritual deep dive. And it's going to be such an amazing 
time. And, and the community that's created in this training is so special. And myself and the co-teacher and that community, they end up being that container, that accountability, that uh, sangha, they say in, in yoga philosophy, sacred community that can help you transform and move into your next potential in your yoga, in all aspects of your life. And if you're looking to teach yoga and gift that gift to others in service in this world. Thanks for being here today. Take a few minutes, a few moments, a few milliseconds to step, crawl, clutch, trudge just a little bit more into the space of connecting to yourself, connecting to others, and connecting to something greater today. Hope this podcast helped do that just a little bit. Thanks so much. Peace.